Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027. As the freezing cold grips the country, I'm sure like me, your heart goes out to those less fortunate than ourselves. And as I lie in bed worrying about those who don't have beds, roofs over their heads, food or any means to keep warm, I'm truly grateful for this station and for what the station does for others, for their love for all people and its desire to make a meaningful difference in the lives of others. And that is why St. Mark and St. Peter's Prep collected food and basic goods to be added to what the station was already doing. Hot, as I'm sure you are aware, partnered with others to feed a million for 14 days, and the food has already gone down to KwaZulu-Natal. Now, as usual, the reading set for today couldn't be more appropriate. It is Jesus feeding the 5,000 from John chapter 6. So as we read John chapter 6, we see sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. So the people are following Jesus because of the signs. And remember, that's not what Jesus wanted. He wanted them to hear what he was saying, um, as I spoke about last week. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside, sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover was near. And when Jesus looked up and saw this huge crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, one of his disciples, where are we going to buy bread for all these people to eat? And we are told he only asked this to test Philip because he already knew what he was going to do. So Philip answered him, actually it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to even have one bite. And another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up and said, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far are they going to go among so many? And Jesus just said, well, have all the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. So we know that they've only counted the men. That's not counting the women and the children. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed those to, distributed those, to those who were seated, as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. When they had had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. And the people saw the sign Jesus performed, and they began to say to themselves, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat, set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet rejoined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on water, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Now, these are not the only miracles in the Bible, the feeding of the 5,000 men plus women and children and walking on water, um, where we see the seemingly impossible become possible because God is God. I found a lovely interpretation of some of the others that I'd like to share now. Build a box-sized boat the size of half a football field with several stories, put animals in it and live in it for just under a year. Now, Noah actually did that. Um, To Abram, you need to move to a new land where you'll be a stranger. Your wife will eventually have a child, even though she's already 65 and has been unable to have children during her childbearing years. Sounds impossible, but we know God did that for Abram and Sarah. We could look at Moses, Gideon, Ruth, David, Elijah, Daniel, Esther, so many more. And still today, 
God's people, you and I, are facing the impossible, it would seem. You could argue that we know Abraham or Moses or Mary, so how are we supposed to do it? Heart 1027 This is Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church in North Riding. It's wonderful to be with you this morning. I hope that you are warm and welcome to those who've just joined us. I've been looking at Jesus feeding the 5,000 with five barley loaves and two pieces of cooked fish from John's Gospel, John chapter 6. And before the break, I asked the question, seeing as we are not Jesus or Mary or Abraham or Noah or Moses, what are we to do when we're faced with seemingly impossible situations? And I think at the moment many people feel they are facing impossible situations. Well, I believe there's a lot to be learned from the scripture. First, let us contrast the difference in the response between Philip and Andrew. Philip is overwhelmed by the crowd. He imagines that nothing can be done to feed these people. There are just too many of them and it will cost too much. The best thing Jesus can do is send them away. And I feel that's often our initial response as well. When we have an unfavorable diagnosis, when things go wrong financially, when we aren't meeting target, when something happens to our children, when we're faced with the issues we faced with in this country right now, the pandemic and the unrest, we feel overwhelmed and think there's no way forward. I want to point out that Philip is a good disciple and his response is very human, even as it wasn't helpful for him, but it is human. And as a first response, it's not bad. So if we're panicking or feeling stressed this morning, that's okay. That's normal. We are humans. It doesn't make us bad Christians or bad people. We just need to stop and move from the panic and become like Andrew. Andrew doesn't panic. He looks around, sees what's available, even though it seems completely insignificant and laughable. Um, when one considers the crowd, he points out to Jesus, there is a small boy, we have five barley loaves and two cooked fish, and he presents them to Jesus. In all honesty, I'm not sure I would have done that. I don't think I would have even offered that to Jesus. I may have felt too embarrassed, feeling that what I had to offer was not enough. And herein lies the first lesson. We need to offer whatever we have to Jesus, even when we are faced with seemingly impossible situations. And what we have to offer is wholly inadequate. We may feel that really what we have to offer is nothing in the situation. But Andrew offers that to Jesus anyway, and Jesus works a miracle. So for me, the lesson is let's offer what we have to God and let God do the work. Because that's all we have. So let's give it to God. Say to God, here's the situation. This is what I've got. Please help. Now, the second point of interest is, and it was one that I had to learn about, was that the bread was made from barley. And John mentions it twice. Barley was the bread of the poor people. So I believe that sometimes we look for expensive and complex solutions to our situations when in fact the simple and inexpensive solution combined with the power of God is all we need. Let's be honest, how many times has a simple solution been much more effective than the highly complex one? And it's often right in front of us and it may even take a child or, or someone less qualified than us in that position to say, can't you see that you don't need to look at this complex solution, that there is a simple solution right in front of you? So the second part of this is that sometimes we feel that what we have to offer is only barley loaves and therefore not enough. Not just so little, but actually um, so insignificant. And we feel that's not enough. Now remember one professor always made others in his company feel inferior. This is not true. We need to recognize that, that we are all equal. God gives us all gifts and talents. And thankfully we're all different. We all call to offer what we have and God will use it and multiply it. No one needs to be embarrassed by what they have to offer, what they feel. Um, no one should ever feel inferior. Jesus uses 
simple barley loaves to create this miracle of abundance. No fancy specialty breads there. Now, the last thing I want to look at is one we often overlook. The crowds are fed, all have enough to eat, and Jesus then asks the disciples to collect the leftovers. What is not used today is saved for tomorrow. What we give to God is never wasted, but is gathered into God's universal plan, the benefit of which we often only see much later, sometimes years and years later. Now, we'll explain what I mean by this. Heart 1027. Today, we've been looking at the miracle of feeding of the 5,000 in John's Gospel. And just before the break, I spoke about how we often do not pay attention to Jesus' instruction to pick up the leftovers and how in God's kingdom, often what we give today is gathered and used later and often what we are given today is used later. So what do I mean by this? Well, I wonder if any of you have had the experience of someone giving you something today, perhaps advice, means absolutely nothing to you at the time, but years later it comes back to you and actually it's just what you need at that time. In other words, it's a stored memory. I've also heard of a parishioner saying to the priest, I've listened to hundreds and hundreds of your sermons, um, but I can't remember any of them, so what's the point? And the priest said, well, I've eaten hundreds and hundreds of meals, and I can't remember most of them, um, but I wouldn't be here if I hadn't eaten them. So, you know, people have also said to me they've read the Bible, and they can't remember it, or it doesn't make sense. We need to do it. It feeds us, um, and long-term it feeds us and keeps us sustained. So we need to do it um, even if we don't realize the benefit immediately, long-term there is a benefit. So bringing it all together, we seem to be facing impossible situations in this country at the moment, challenges, um, also as individuals and families with the economy and so on. And I don't know what worries you have specifically, but I think nearly every person I meet has some worry. But I do know that in the midst of all of this, God is with us in all things, and God can make seemingly impossible situations right because nothing is impossible with God, and God works all things together for the good of those who love him. So like Andrew, we call to give what we have and let the Lord work the miracle. Let God do the work. Like the barley bread, which is the bread of the poor, Jesus can make all of our gifts good gifts. We all have gifts of friendship, compassion, and care, um, prayer, listening, concern for others. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, these extraordinary gifts can then be, well, these ordinary gifts can then be made extraordinary by God and vehicles for God to touch lives. As I said, just look at what's happened with this radio station and their campaign to partner with others and to feed a million people for 14 days. Even with all the big organizations involved and corporates, this seems an almost impossible task, and yet it's happening right now. Thanks to all of you and all the others involved and the big corporates and the big churches involved. Nothing is wasted in God's kingdom. Let us go out and sow richly, and if you're facing a seemingly impossible challenge right now, or you're feeling overwhelmed, give what you have to God and let God do the rest. I pray that God will bless you and those you love and pray for. I hope you have the most amazing Sunday and a week full of small and big miracles. You are all in my prayers. Please keep safe. To wrap up this morning, I give you my heart and then the one I thought was most appropriate. Let there be love shared among us. There is so much love being poured out at the moment. It's a wonderful and beautiful thing to see. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. Heart 1027.